action is the only thing that's going to give you that confidence to, to continue moving forward. So wherever you're at in your journey, I just recommend, you know, continuing to reinforce that belief and to take action in things that you truly do believe in. And through that, you'll continue and continue to grow your confidence in everything you're doing with, with what you're building. You are listening to Devin Butler, CEO and founder of Arizona Entrepreneurs. After three failed companies, he decided to start Arizona Entrepreneurs, which is now one of the largest entrepreneur communities in Arizona. He's young and you are going to be inspired by his grit, his vision, and his ability to take bold action. In this episode, we break down how to connect and network with people you look up to And sometimes, even if it feels like a far-fetch, how to start a community and the magic that happens by a simple DM. This episode is for anyone that wants to expand their network, elevate their network, and build a community. He shares the challenges and what it actually took to start something new from scratch, especially moving to a new area. You want to listen to how Devin thinks and what he does to keep leveling up as he networks with some of the best entrepreneurs in the world. So the question is, how do entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts scale to create a massive business all while having fun and impacting lives? Welcome to The Raquel Show. I'm your host, Raquel Quinette, business coach, real estate entrepreneur, investor, wife, and sports mom. This podcast will give you real quick tips, strategies, tools, and inspire you to help you play bigger in business and in life. Are you ready? Let's grow to the next level. Welcome to The Raquel Show. This show is for entrepreneurs who want to play bigger in business and in life. And today I have a special guest that I met through social. And I always appreciate people who take massive action and just reach out. He reached out to me when we were having our Play Bigger Women's event and was looking for some speakers. But what I love is his drive. And I'm always an advocate for young people who are willing to just kind of go for it. He moved to Arizona and built one of the largest entrepreneur communities in the state and has impacted hundreds of people in less than two years. And when I got to see him shine, at his event, you can't help but notice his grit and his heart to make a difference. And it's why I love supporting his community. I instantly felt like he was a little brother to me. He's the founder and CEO of Arizona Entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, Devin Butler. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate that introduction. So we're going to talk about this community of yours. Take me back. Did you just like wake up one day and said like, Hey, I'm going to start this community. And like, what a great name. Yeah. So it's, it's super interesting how it all came to fruition. So really how it started. So I moved here from Michigan about three years ago. And when I got out here, I started a couple different businesses, but throughout that process of starting my first couple companies, I had no entrepreneurship direction. I had no mentors. I was just trying to figure out everything out by myself. So 
it really came to life because it's exactly what I was looking for. I started to realize that I need to get around other entrepreneurs and people that I can learn from. And I started looking into a lot of different networking communities and seeing what was kind of out there. And I, I found like a couple that I messed with well and that I was able to meet some people, but I couldn't find a consistent event or community that I was involved in where I could get a ton of value, meet a ton of people and do it on a consistent basis. So it's funny because I, I was literally just looking to connect with people. There was like one specific time where I, I typed in on Instagram, I typed in Arizona entrepreneurs, thought there'd be an account. I could go DM everyone and start to build some relationships, but there was no business, but no Instagram account. And then like that just kind of started getting the ball rolling. So I started putting out some content, realized there was no LLC, no website. And so basically like at, after I realized all those things, I, I kind of thought to myself that like, this community that I'm looking for, what, what I'm trying to do within the entrepreneurial space doesn't necessarily exist. And I started just connecting the dots and realizing that a lot of people were looking for exactly what I was looking for as well and put it into action and started Arizona Entrepreneurs. That, I mean, you make it sound so easy that you just <laughs> wake up one day <laughs> and you found and you created some content and you connected with some of the biggest names in entrepreneurship, even like here locally, Right. And even your speakers on stage have been some of the biggest names. How did you develop those relationships or did they just come asking you to be at your event? So all those relationships were really developed one from mutual connections. So a lot of them were introductions from people that I had met prior who introduced me to these speakers. But typically it like the first summit we ever hosted in January, that's where I got connected with like a lot of high level entrepreneurs and speakers like that in the space. And that opened doors to, you know, getting connected with a lot more people. But I think it really comes down to being able to lead with value. And, and it's hard a lot of times when you don't have a specific thing that you feel like you can lead with. But like, this is a perfect example, like having a podcast where you can bring on a guest, highlight them. So that's kind of what I did with the summit, the first summit we did to basically where I got all these speakers and was able to position them in front of our audience of entrepreneurs, which they found valuable. But yeah, it's it's a process. And as you know, being like a, a great networker and connector is just, you know, meeting as many people as possible, getting introduced and making that ask that, you know, I want to get connected with these people and that I have something of, of value to provide in return. For those that are listening and there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening, some of them are introverts and some of them are just not great at networking since you've been able to like rub elbows with a lot of people, what tips or advice would you give them that want to network and build these strong relationships? So the thing that I have found to be the most beneficial when it comes to networking and making connections, and this is really how we structure our events to where it's a very relaxed environment to where it's not, you know, stuffy and, and you feel like you have to be super professional, but is just making friends with them coming from a place to where it's not necessarily like, what can I get from this? But how can I lead with value? What can I do to, to support and provide value to this person I'm trying to build a relationship with? But at the end of the day, just coming from a standpoint of I'm, I'm just trying to make friends. And that's how I've seen like a lot of entrepreneurs thrive in our community to where they come to the events and just, you know, are, are nice to people and have amazing conversations and meet people where it leads into a friendship. And then from there, there's so many different collaboration opportunities and ways that you can work together. But I think that's honestly the biggest piece of advice I can get because I feel like, especially in this entrepreneur space, a lot of people feel like they need to come very professionally and, and act a certain type of way. But I feel like if you're just your authentic self and try to build friends, that's going to you know show a lot more than it is to you know just try to put on a face and be professional with everyone. I love how Devin just makes it so easy. 
And so I know what some people are thinking, like, what if like you had the opportunity to meet Elon Musk? Like, how mm-hmm. do you just become friends when they barely have any like minutes or time? I mean, that's honestly such a good question. And so a perfect example of this is I so I met Joe Powell. She spoke at the summit a couple of weekends ago and I met him probably six months prior at a mastermind. And he was someone I really looked up to in the entrepreneur space, built something similar to what I have, but at a very high level. And I had that anxiety to where I was like, oh my gosh, like I gotta, I gotta act right. I gotta, I gotta, you know, build this relationship, but he does not have a lot of time. He's way ahead of me in business and is working on a lot of big projects to where it's like, you start to get that imposter syndrome of like, okay, like, does he value my time essentially? And with that, he basically told me exactly how to do it, which is actually interesting because he's one of the best networkers and connectors in the world. But he was like, the two things that are most important to me right now are Genius Network, which is his entrepreneur community, and Genius Recovery, which is his recovery nonprofit for recovering addicts. And he told me those are the two most important things for him. So if he meets someone, if they can't provide value in those two areas, then he he would still love to you know, see however he can support, but he doesn't have enough time on his plate to just be having conversations that don't move the needle for those two businesses. So when he said that to me, it just gave me a, a perfect end. It's like, okay, I know Arizona entrepreneurs could provide value to both those organizations, whatever that looks like, but figuring out how I can lead from a place to where it's like, how can I support, how can I support Joe and his vision for these two different companies? And so with all, you know, high level people like that, and I'm still working through it to where when I get in the room with people like that, it is difficult to try to, you know, to try to leave an imprint to where they're going to remember you and want to continue to continue to have conversations with you. But I think that's the easiest thing. And what Joe talks a lot, a lot about is like finding pain points and, you know, really what they're working on and seeing how you can support in those different areas. Yeah, it's easier thought, said than done. <laughs> yeah. So you brought up imposter syndrome. Have you had to deal with that? Yeah. So, I mean, it, I feel like it comes in a lot of different areas. One is definitely that to where you're trying to connect with someone who has a, a way different level than you and trying to bridge that gap and see how you can, how you can build that relationship. But for me, the first instance of where I really experienced imposter syndrome, like in a big way was when I started Arizona entrepreneurs, because prior to that, I started three different companies and they all miserably failed. So I had this contradiction of, okay, I built this audience on Instagram for Arizona business owners, but how am I going to launch this community and start to bring all these people together when I haven't even built a successful company myself? So there was a lot of self-talk of like, okay, I'm not capable of doing this. But I talked to a mentor at the time and he's like, Devin, you are just as capable as anyone. All you have to do is facilitate. You don't need to be a business expert to start this community. You bring on experts to teach and you just facilitate and bring everybody together in one room. So once I started to realize that, I basically just you know, powered through it and started to put the pieces together. And through that process, you know, it built a lot of confidence and made me realize that I am totally capable of doing this. And it came up again when like the first time public speaking, it's like, ah, like who's going to listen to me? Who I'm not credible to, to speak on stage and stuff like that. But then after I did it for the first time, I just started to become more and more comfortable with it. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that I've learned throughout entrepreneurship is that whenever it starts to get scary and it's like something that's really pushing your comfort zone, the things that come on the other side of that are so much more powerful. Mm, so good. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 25. And I absolutely love it. So who did you need to become for people to actually take you serious and get behind your mission? 
I think I ultimately just needed to fully believe in myself and realize that I was completely capable of doing it. So it was really just a shift in my mindset. So that's like really the person that I needed to come in with that developing that confidence. It was really just taking action and starting to put things into action to where, you know, after things start to slowly work out, you just build up your confidence and realize that you're just as capable of anyone to do that. So, yeah, I think it was just through taking action and starting to see results and it slowly started to build up my confidence, but it's all internal and just realizing that you're capable of doing big things. Yeah. And you reach out. I mean, that's how we met. I mean, how often do you do that? And are you ever scared of like reaching out and going like, they may not answer or they may think like, does anything ever go through your head? And like, how do you like filter out some of that stuff? I mean, early on a hundred percent, but nowadays it's just at the end of the day, like what, what does it hurt to reach out? Even if they say no, or they don't have enough time or whatever that may be, you're never going to know unless you ask. So especially in this space of trying to get connected with people who can be on our stages and just higher level entrepreneurs that I want to be connected with. It's just a matter of reaching out, seeing what happens. If it doesn't lead to anything, then so be it. Maybe it does down the road, but it doesn't hurt to to just ask and try to put your foot in the door to get connected with those people. So good. And so what has been since you starting this community and it's, it's a fairly young company, right? What has been the most rewarding thing for you of starting Arizona entrepreneurs? Honestly, I would say it's the stories that I hear from the people that come to our events and that are involved with the community. So there was actually a couple, they were, they were at the summit as well. So her name is Jamie and she came to one of our first Arizona entrepreneurs events. And she drove all the way up from Tucson for that event. And she came to like majority of the events after that, but she told me to start off, she like met a bunch of clients and met a bunch of people and it was super well for her. And then Afterwards, I told her the business coaches that I was working with, and she ended up hiring them on. And just last month, they moved their entire family from Tucson to Phoenix. And they're working out of the same office as the business coaches that I had. And those coaches like helped them to scale significantly because before they were doing more like project management. Now they're working as like fractional COOs for company. And yeah, they built up their business to where they're absolutely crushing it, move their entire family up here to be around the network and everything we're doing. And it's just crazy to see the, you know, the ripple effect of them, of Jamie just coming to an event, getting connected with some people and to now that their business is thriving, they're out here and super involved with everything. But just hearing so many stories of like that to where, you know, we're just bringing all these amazing people together and the relationships they're building and that the impact it's actually having on their lives. Yeah. You spoke about coaches and I'm a big believer in coaches and like growth. How do you find your coaches today? Who are you surrounded by? Do you have multiple coaches? Let's talk about coaching for a little bit. Yeah. So I had two coaches that I work with and it, there were people that I were at, I was connected with prior and I actually ran into one of them at the coffee shop and saw like all the systems they were building out for a client and everything they were doing. And it was like, I need that within Arizona entrepreneurs because there's things going everywhere. So they helped me really like dial in our processes and everything we're doing with our company. And that was the first paradigm shift where I cut down the learning curve of trying to figure out all that out myself and had them help me to implement it. And that's really where I realized the, the value of working with coaches And so those are the only coaches I work with like officially, but throughout the friend group and the community that I've created, like really just my friends, they're all entrepreneurs doing really big things in business. So I always just have a a group of people to go to whenever I have questions or, you know, want to mastermind as far as business goes. Yeah. And so what has been the most challenging part of building this community? 
the most challenging part, and this is with any business, but especially early on when it's you, you're, you're trying to get traction and trying to figure things out. So early on, I remember like to launch the company, I had no idea what I was doing to like actually launch a business, but to launch the company, I host like this big zoom call. There was probably like 50 people on it, like a networking zoom call. And then afterwards, like I, I made the membership offer and like everything we were doing at Arizona entrepreneurs. And, uh, I got to preface this part of it was a mastermind. So there needs to be multiple people in a mastermind in order for it to work. But I made the the pitch at the end of the call and one person signed up and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what, what am I going to do? So like early on, it was just hard to get traction and get people to believe in what I was doing and to start to, to build that brand around what Arizona entrepreneurs is. But over time, just through hosting different experiences. And I honestly think it, a lot of it came from hosting in-person experiences and actually bringing people together in person. And that's where we gained a lot of traction. But early on, you know, it's just the the grind of trying to make things work, trying to get people to believe in what you're doing. And then over time, as things start to do do start to work out, that's when, you know, a lot more people start to believe in your vision and everything that you're creating. Well, speaking of believing, what is like Arizona entrepreneurs goals? What's their mission? And how do you separate this from any other networking group that, you know, and there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So, really, the goals for Arizona entrepreneurs, like I want to position this as the entrepreneur hub for Arizona specifically. Right now, I'd like to expand out of Arizona eventually, but being able to to where any entrepreneur that gets involved with AZE could get value, whether that's through relationships they're building, the education that they're learning, being able to get on stages and speak at our events, but being able to create this as the hub of entrepreneurs for Arizona. And something that I shared at the summit is also being able to incorporate other entrepreneurial events and things that are going around in the Valley to where, you know, we could have a whole calendar of everything that they can get involved with. It doesn't just have to be stuff that we're hosting. So really continuing to expand on that mission and to bring entrepreneurs together at a big scale. That's the main focus as far as, you know, what we're trying to do moving forward. You know, I love obviously everything that you're building. And I know that with communities, sometimes it can be challenging and also very, very rewarding. How do you continue to keep your members engaged? It's a good question because that, yeah, with communities, that's the most important thing is being able to, you know, keep them communicating in between events, especially, but to where they're always getting value when they're a part of it. So, the biggest thing is we do events on a consistent basis in person. So doing those frequently, you know, bring bring everybody together in person consistently. And then outside of that, we have a Discord area for all of our members to where they can communicate in between things, ask, ask questions, communicate with one another. And then um, we also do frequent Zoom calls. So just being able to provide an array of things to where people can get plugged in and can get access to this community, ask questions when they need, and just have that support throughout the entrepreneurship journey. Because I ultimately think that's the most important thing. And it's exactly what I was looking for when I moved out here and had no guidance. If I just had a community of people to go to with these questions and things that I was going through, it would have been, honestly, it would have saved me a lot of time and energy. Of those three companies, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, you... First of all, you're very mature for your age. And I love that all the things that you're up to, do you do this all yourself? I'm sure people are asking that are listening, or do you have a team? What does that look like today? So I, I have a team right now. So I basically basically have someone in charge of operations. So they run really all the operations and help me just organize all my thoughts and everything we're trying to implement. I have a community director. So she's in charge of the membership, 
she does a lot with the in-person events as well, but just making sure that the membership is running fluidly. And if anybody has questions, she's there to answer them. And then a social media manager. So it's a, it's a small team right now, but those are the three areas, operations, social media, and then someone running the entire community and the membership. Well, you would never think it's just three and you, you run it really, really well from what I can see on the outside. So uh, you do a lot of events. What is some of the things that you've learned? Because I know events aren't always easy. What are some of the things that for those, and I know some of our entrepreneurs, they do events or they're starting to do events is what are some of the things that you've learned from hosting events? Throughout the process, like I really realized, at least for the demographic that we're serving, it, it is like a younger group of entrepreneurs for the most part, but we just focus on the experience that we're providing. So when you're putting the event together, like my biggest piece of advice is like, what things can you implement into that specific event to make an amazing experience for everyone? So naturally, the most valuable thing is going to be the connections and the relationships. So it's just a matter of getting, you know, a lot of quality people in the room. But then outside of that, what different elements can you add to the event to make it an amazing experience? And I think, I think you asked this question earlier on that I forgot to answer. So like, what, how do we differentiate ourselves from, you know, other networking groups and communities out here? And I think it's exactly that to where when I was going to a lot of those networking events, when I was first starting up, it just seemed almost like outdated and old school as far as how the events were ran to where I couldn't go to the event and actually have a good time. It was more so go to the event just to make connections. And so we try to incorporate both with what we do to create it, create an experience to where people can go and have an amazing time. But on top of that, they're also meeting connections that can you know, improve their business and help, help change their life. Yeah, I always say that, you know, it's never about the strategy. It's always about the relationship that will get you far. You can have all the strategies in the world. You can even go into all the courses. But I would say that when I look back at my journey, it's always been about the relationship and the connections that got me to where I was at. I totally agree. I could say the same thing. Yeah. And so what has been one of the, your, like, as you look back in your journey and I, and like I said, it's you're young and I love, I can't even imagine where it's going to be, you know, five years from now, th- even three years from now. What's one lesson that you look back at that has impacted you the most in your journey? I, I would say, you know, the one that's coming to the top of my mind right now, just because I was in that place of not really fully believing in I, it's more so myself because I believed in the concept of Arizona entrepreneurs before I started it, but having those internal battles of like, I'm not capable of starting this community, but just realizing that action is the only thing that's going to give you that confidence to, to continue moving forward. So throughout everything with Arizona entrepreneurs and through building it, I, I just noticed whenever that fear comes up to where I'm, I'm nervous about taking that step or taking that leap and I decided to take action, it always leads to a powerful outcome. So wherever, whoever's listening to this, wherever you're at in your journey, I just recommend, you know, continuing to reinforce that belief and to take action in things that you truly do believe in. And through that, you'll continue and continue to grow your confidence and everything you're doing with, with what you're building. I love that. Cause we all experience fear. We all experience like the, what ifs we all experience some type of imposter syndrome. It comes at different stages, even when you're starting new and you're an experienced entrepreneur. So what is next? for Devin or for Arizona entrepreneurs? What are you most excited about that you're working on? So a couple of things. So one, so November 10th, we're hosting our two-year anniversary event. So I'm excited for that just because, you know, we're celebrating two years and it's going to be an awesome event. But outside of that, just continuing to build out this community to refine our membership in the different areas that we're providing value to entrepreneurs and make sure that we're doing that at a 
very high level. So continuing to build upon what we've already created. And 2023 timeframe, I've had a lot of people reach out that are like in the process of creating communities, or they already have a community and they're trying to scale it up and, and to improve upon it. And so I, I really feel a calling to help and to support other people who want to create communities and to consult and to, to mentor them, like based on what we've done in the past two years to be able to essentially use the same exact blueprint to build it in different regions. So that is in the near future and the works as well. So exciting. And if people wanted to connect with you, where can they connect with Devin? Yeah. So our Instagram is where we're most active at. So our Arizona entrepreneurs, just Arizona entrepreneurs spelled out. That's the AZE Instagram. And then my personal is Devin Ray Butler. And then outside of that, our website is just ArizonaEntrepreneurs.com. And that has all the information on the community and everything we're doing. And we will definitely put that in the show notes. And as we wrap up, there's always a question that I ask every single entrepreneur that comes or guest that comes on the show is, what does Devin do to play bigger in business and in life? Ooh, I love that question. So for me, it's honestly just really... So I think all businesses... I don't think... I know all businesses. It is a reflection of who you are as a business owner. So instead of constantly just looking for new strategies and everything like that, what I try to focus on is how can I improve internally? How can I become a better leader of my team and everything that I'm doing? And what disciplines and actions can I implement into my day to be you know, a better business owner, but also a better person? And so I think for me, it's really just developing more internally, working on myself and just becoming the best CEO possible so I can continue to play bigger and provide more value to people. So good. Well, my friend, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on our show. I'm always fascinated by all the things that you do, especially at such a young age. I appreciate you. I appreciate your DM because we would not be having this podcast interview and I would not be an Arizona member or entrepreneur member, or I would have not gone to your event had you not reached out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because even in that one event, I have met so many different people that I've gotten to connect with after that event. And that's why I believe communities like this are so important and vital to your success. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. And I cannot wait to keep playing bigger with you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode and hanging out with me today. If you're loving The Raquel Show and you've gotten value from it for your business or your life, please don't forget to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. I'd love to connect with you further, so text me at www.textraquel.com and send me a message. You'll be added to our VIP list for updates and special events we're hosting for our community. I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.